Hello, this is Justin Coleman, Senior Pastor at University UMC, and this is our podcast. I hope these messages engage your mind, touch your heart, and inspire you to serve God and your neighbor. Check us out online at universityumc.church. Thanks for tuning in. Well, happy Easter, everyone. I've uh, been saying all morning that it only feels like Christmas. It really is Easter Sunday morning. Please go with me to the Lord in prayer. Gracious Lord, I pray that you would speak through me and perhaps even in spite of me. And so let the humble words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable and pleasing to you, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. We begin this Easter Sunday morning thinking about the cross and the result of the cross. You find Mary coming to the tomb. Mary's coming to the tomb heavy, weighed down by the experience of these last days. Life had begun to make sense in Jesus Christ. This message, this good news of Jesus, the grace that Jesus talked about, the forgiveness Jesus talked about, the way Jesus talked about love, it seemed like these things really could heal this broken world and indeed heal Mary's life, heal the lives of all the disciples who followed Jesus. And they just... Didn't see it coming. Now, Jesus had talked about these things, but they didn't see it coming. The, the cross, Jesus' torture and, the, and death on the cross. And so the weight of the world is what Mary was carrying with her when she went to the tomb. And she just couldn't imagine in the midst of her grief that someone had stolen the body of her Lord. Can you imagine what it must have felt like? Now, I promised last week some of our kids who were in worship uh, that I would tell my Optimus Prime story. So we're going we're gonna to talk about Transformers on Easter Sunday morning. Just hang with me. Hang with me. So Transformers is a cartoon for those of you who don't know, been around for for a while, it's these, these robots that can transform into different vehicles. And like most cartoons, you've got the good robots, the Autobots, and the, and the bad robots, the Decepticons, and they're always fighting. Well, Optimus Prime is the leader of these robots. And I was a fan uh, of this cartoon in the, in the mid-'80s. Um, and I went to see, in August of 1986, I went to see Transformers the movie. I was eight years old, almost nine, and I was so excited to see this movie of this, based on this cartoon that I'd loved. And so I had my popcorn and I had my drink in hand, and I'm ready to see Optimus Prime on the big screen defeat the Decepticons. It was going to be great. I had years, a couple, two or three years, in fact, of listening to Optimus Prime every uh, many days, most every day on the, on the TV after school. 
The strong leader, always a strong moral message. He was kind of like a cartoon TV dad for us, right? And within the first five, ten minutes of this movie, he's dead. They killed Optimus Prime. I mean, I can't remember if I spilled my drink in my popcorn, but I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm tearing up in the movie theater. I'm angry. I'm in disbelief. We watch his body become gray and cold. This person I'd been watching and listening to for a couple, two or three years, who I could not imagine dying, all of a sudden, unexpectedly, was gone. And as an eight-year-old in August of 1986, I felt this crushing weight because I'd never lost anybody who was close to me before. This was the first approximation of a deep loss, and I grieved that loss here many decades later. I'm still <laughs> thinking about the loss of Optimus Prime in August of 1986. It was a big deal. This crushing loss. Couldn't imagine what things would be like. I was a little bit worried about the leaders that were left. I didn't know if they were going to make it. And indeed, well, you know, again, spoilers. After a while, Hasbro realized they'd made a mistake, uh, and they brought back Optimus Prime. He was indeed resurrected, and, uh, and life went on with the Autobots. But this is kind of like that crushing weight that Mary must have felt, this person that she'd listened to teaching over two or three years and all of a sudden gone. And she was completely disoriented. All the weight and the frustrations of the world began to weigh heavily upon her, began to weigh heavily upon the disciples. But then in this moment of clarity as she's on the road, tear, tears filling her eyes, Wondering where Jesus is, Jesus looks at her and calls her name. And all of a sudden, the clouds are lifted. I want you to close your eyes just for a moment. Everyone in the sanctuary, close your eyes just for a moment. Think about all the things that we bring into this space, that you bring into this space, that might be weighing on you. The, the affairs of the world, things that are frustrating you, as an individual, all the problems that sometimes keep us up at night. Now I want you to imagine Jesus looking at you, standing in front of you, looking right at you, just you. And now I want you to imagine Jesus calling your name. Now open your eyes. It's a moment of, of clarity. All the weight of the world seems to be lifted this Easter morning. We've had a, a dramatic couple days of cold rain. It's been, uh, the, this year has really cooperated with us in this drama of Easter. It just, you kind of feel like staying inside and just feel kind of the weight of everything. Everything feels just a little bit heavier. But then it's lifted on Easter morning as we focus on Jesus and as we see Jesus focusing on us. 
The Apostle Paul, as Paul was writing Paul's letters, you must remember that the Gospels hadn't been written down into books yet. Now, there were Gospel sayings about Jesus. Paul had heard about uh, these sayings of Jesus. Paul had indeed had an encounter with Jesus on the road, a vision of Jesus as Paul was on uh, the road and, and became uh, a follower of Jesus. And so, what was most important to Paul and the writers of much of the New Testament was the centrality of the cross and resurrection. And even as the Gospels are compiled in, into books, we see that they crescendo. Their high point is the cross and resurrection. All the things that Jesus said, everything about Jesus' life that we read about makes sense and are, are validated in the, in the cross and in the resurrection. And we see this all across Paul's writings. In fact, Paul will say to us in 1 Corinthians 15 that if there's no resurrection, the cross doesn't make sense. And um, if the resurrection and the cross makes sense, our preaching, our hope, doesn't make sense. The whole of this message is about how God will have victory over the sin and evil that we see in the world. All the, all the, the, the ills that we see in the world that affect us as individuals, that affect us as a society. God has victory over these things, even death itself, through the cross and resurrection. Now, throughout our history, we're tempted to overcome the ills, the evils of this world by our own means. This is what so many wanted. When Jesus was coming in to Jerusalem, on Palm Sunday and everyone was crying out, Hosanna, save us. They were hoping that Jesus would save them through the normal means. Power. Get enough people together. Overthrow this Roman government. This, this government that is not treating its citizens well. Not treating its citizens equally. Overthrow it. And so we seek power we seek um, influence, we seek money, whatever it can, whatever we can to, to control the narrative around us, to create the outcomes that we want. And these are means that we use to soothe us rather than clinging to the gospel message. There's a funny sketch on Saturday Night Live for those of you who, who watch it. Um, where there's a, an app uh, that was kind of like the call map. Now, it leaned toward one political persuasion, but it was the voices of the, the pundits that uh, people are familiar hearing. This works actually for both sides of a political equation. All the voices that you're used to hearing saying things about the other side. And it kind of calms you as you listen to these voices. Because we believe that that's what's going to undo the ills of society if, if the people that I vote for and I advocate for do their job. 
Or, or maybe there are other things. Maybe if I have enough wealth, I can control the, the narrative and, and around my life and, and around the lives of people around me. Maybe that's, maybe that's the way. But sometimes we seek other things. Maybe we seek that comfort in, in other people or in other things such that they can become idols for us. But, but that's not the way that God is seeking to make things right in the world. God chooses the cross and the resurrection to overcome death, to overcome all the evils of this world, to set things right. And then God calls us to be image bearers, to bear this message into the world. And so we've got to claim it. We claim this message for ourselves. This message of the cross. This message of, of grace, of love. We allow it to seep deeply into our spirits. Because what Jesus would say is if you want to make the world better, allow God to make you better. Allow this message of love and radical grace to transform your life and then you transform the world around you. You share this message with the world around you. And so Jesus calls the disciples to go out into all the world with this message so it can transform each and every life that you touch. And if people, if the world would truly believe this message, Allow this message of God to transform our lives. Wouldn't it transform every system? Wouldn't it transform every kind of injustice we see in the world? Wouldn't it transform every kind of harm we see in the world? And it wouldn't be just transformation for today. It would be transformation for all of eternity. This is the way. This is the way that God, I know all the Mandalorian fans are going, yes, this is, this is the way. This is the way that God has chosen to transform the world. This message of love, this message of grace, this message that Christ has risen from the dead. All the things of this world. That there's no evil, no empire that could kill the Christian message didn't kill Jesus, didn't destroy Jesus, it won't destroy you. It won't destroy the world. And the challenge for each of us is to claim that message each and every day. Each and every day when we wake up saying, I am embracing the cross, the message of the cross and the resurrection in my life. I'm going to allow Jesus to make every day an Easter day for me. We are a resurrection people. And I'm going to take this message into all the world, believing that this is the way that Christ will transform the world, not through any other means, but through the power of the cross and resurrection. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Glory be to God. Amen. 
Thanks for listening to our podcast. You can visit us at universityumc.church where you can find services, events, and other ways you can get involved. Remember that we love you. We hope you have a great week. We hope the peace of Christ is with you, and we hope to see you soon.